Are the Kansas City Chiefs doomed if Patrick Mahomes does not play? Helmets off is on. Folks, welcome to another episode of Helmets Off. Scott Mitchell, your host here. And of course, we appreciate you uh, listening into what we do. I love this. I've been doing this now for four years. It's pretty crazy. Uh, but I love to talk about live sports. I love people. I love interviewing them. And I really, really appreciate you being here. So uh, keep coming back. And of course, uh, like us on Facebook at the Helmets Off Podcast, Twitter at the Helmets Off show we are of course powered by kslsports.com got a fun show today for you uh gonna talk uh, well i gotta change my super bowl predictions just a little bit but uh uh everyone else i got three out of four teams right so far for the the championship but uh we will change those or we'll talk through some of that it's i think it's interesting how uh the playoffs play out and some of the some of the insights that i see from them and then of course uh patrick mahomes uh, left the game uh, against the Cleveland Browns, and the, still the Chiefs were able to pull out a win on a gutsy fourth and inches call, where uh, backup quarterback Chad Haney, of course, threw a pass. It was it was a gutsy call by old Andy Reid, and uh, maybe that's saying, "Look, I've got some confidence in my uh, backup here, and let's see how he does uh, if Patrick Mahomes can't play, and can we get to the Super Bowl with our backup?" <clears throat> and then, of course. Um, Urban Meyer. Yes, Urban Meyer has now returned to coaching, but not in college football. And I think a lot of people are maybe skeptical. Skeptical? Can he actually make it? We'll find out. Anyways, we'll chat about some of that uh, in a bit. But for now, okay, so you've got the uh, Buffalo Bills playing the Kansas City Chiefs and the uh, New England, just wait a minute, transplanted Tom Brady to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers play the Green Bay Packers. And um, I, I tell you, I really thought the Rams were a team, especially with their defense and the fact that they'd been to the Super Bowl. They had a quarterback that had been there. It wasn't this wasn't an overwhelming situation for Jared Goff, but they just looked tired. And there's something to be said. And I, I've said, you know, it's such an advantage to have that first week of the playoffs off. It is such an advantage. You get healed up, you get rested up, you get fired up. And you get to play at home where you sleep in a nice bed all week long. You don't have to travel. The Los Angeles Rams had to travel to Seattle. And you go, well, it's not so far. You're right, it's not. But then they have to travel, you know, two-thirds of the way across the country, if not more, to go to Green Bay, Wisconsin, which in and of itself is not the easiest place to get to and and play and play at the end of the season. And it really, really looked to me where Green Bay was just on and the Rams were just off. And, and it happens. And people forget this, I think, a lot in, in the playoffs. And so you've got, you've got a situation coming up where you've got Green Bay, who looks like they're probably, they might be the team to win the Super Bowl this year. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. Aaron Rodgers playing better than he's probably ever played in his career. And really, you need to thank Jordan Love for all of this. I know, sounds crazy. And you're like, who the heck is Jordan Love? Jordan Love is a quarterback from Utah State who was drafted late in the first round. The, the Packers are a good team, so they, I think he got like the it was like the 25th pick of the draft, and it just infuriated Aaron Rodgers. Now it's his replacement, 
it's his future. He, it's him seeing when they draft this guy. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna get cut. You're gonna get um, released. You're gonna retire, and it's coming soon. Aaron Rodgers is one of the best players playing with a chip on his shoulder. And by drafting Jordan Love, I think they gave Aaron Rodgers the biggest chip on his shoulder that he's ever had. Now, he's had chips on his shoulder before, and it's almost been detrimental to him. And so he's really managed this. And I guarantee you, he, he, he uses it as fire and as motivation. But Aaron Rodgers has managed his chippiness as well as maybe at any time in his career and has had a phenomenal season phenomenal season so we really need to thank none other than Jordan Love who's had all of maybe 14 snaps all season sometimes he's not even active for the games but but he's the guy that really kind of lit the right kind of fire under Aaron Rodgers and so now you have Tampa Bay which actually flew to New Orleans and that's like basically flying over the Gulf of Mexico from Tampa to it's not really it's not really much of a flight. So are they going to have the same kind of issues that uh, that the Rams had in, in flying across the country? And I think the answer is probably not. But you, you have to ask yourself, where the heck is Tom Brady? Seriously, where where is Tom Brady in all of this in all of this issue? And so um, I just think having to play three playoff games after a long season, He's 43 years old. Don't look if don't be surprised if uh, Tom Brady and the Ram, and the the Rams and the Buccaneers are actually kind of off on Sunday. If Tom Brady comes out lights out early, his experience is really gonna is gonna play a huge factor. But I and that's why he's there. I mean, the whole experience thing with Tom Brady is exactly the reason that he's. He's with uh, he's with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and this is why they're paying him the money. This is why they want him here because he's a guy that can play and make things happen in the playoffs. But there just got to come a point when enough is enough, you know. And you saw that with Drew Brees. Drew Brees is probably two years too late from retiring, and I'm not sure some of the inconsistency with Tom Brady this year isn't equated to age. It just it just eventually gets you so. That will be a fascinating matchup. Can Tom Brady stay young enough and savvy enough to defeat a really, really good Green Bay Packer team uh, in Green Bay, Wisconsin? I don't see it. I'm gonna, I'm going with the Packers. I'm going with the Packers. Look, <laughs> um, this whole AFC thing has been quite fascinating, and um, I have, I have said, I don't even remember what I said, uh, but I believe. I said that uh, Patrick Mahomes is going to go back to the Super Bowl, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen go. Now, if Patrick Mahomes plays, oh boy, uh, what kind of, or or doesn't play, what kind of impact does it have on the game? We're going to take a break, and when I come back, I'm going to tell you exactly what kind of impact it's going to have on that game. Welcome back to Health Talk. I'm Scott Mitchell. 
your host. And of course, we have been talking about Super Bowl predictions. And of course, two teams that I think have really consistently all year played the best in the AFC, the Buffalo Bills and the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. You know, it's you see you see Patrick Mahomes this year, and it's fascinating with these two quarterbacks and watching them evolve over this season. And you really watch the rise of, of Josh Allen. And, and, and he's not risen all the way that he needs to rise because there's a few things that I have questions on. But you see Patrick Mahomes actually descending a little bit. And it's not his ability. It's his uh, body abuse. Uh, it's his abuse ability where he's a guy that's like, he's not healthy. He's not 100%. I mean, he, he's not like wowing us and he's, he's really managing us right now. And they're doing enough to win. They're clearly a team that goes, we understand how to get to the Super Bowl. We know exactly where to turn it on and where not to turn it on and what exactly we need to do. Home field advantage, having that week off certainly helps uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. But uh, Patrick Mahomes just doesn't seem to be hundred percent. And he feels to me like a guy that's vulnerable. He really does. That team feels vulnerable. So I'm not sure that having Chad Henney might be a better option for the Kansas city chiefs right now. Uh, he, you know, Patrick Mahomes has a foot issue. Uh, and here's, here's another thing. It's so hard to repeat as Super Bowl champions because everybody's gunning for you every single week. So you're not only getting their best, you're getting the best of their best. And, and it's, a, it's a hard challenge. It really is. It's a hard challenge to face that week after week. You know, in the past, I mean, I mean, people weren't, like, surprised by the Chiefs. I mean, they'd been in the championship game the year before. But they hadn't won Super Bowl. And once you win it, you just have a big target. And, and you start seeing some of this stuff, guys kind of getting injured. It's the only thing that keeps uh, Patrick Mahomes human. I mean, if he's a healthy guy, he's uh, unstoppable. So... It's, you know, it's even a question mark whether he'll play. And I just wonder if Chad Henney, who's been around, he's watched, he's observed, he's a veteran guy. It's not like it's his first rodeo. And getting the practice reps, if he's actually going to be the guy. And Andy Reid's going to put him in the best possible position to win games. And so can they win? Absolutely. Are they at home and is it an advantage? It really is an advantage. As big of an advantage as, you know, maybe you could have in the NFL I mean, I think Green Bay is certainly an advantage. It's definitely an advantage as far as weather for a warm-weather team like Tampa to have to come to that cold weather. That's a huge, huge advantage for, for Green Bay. But this, this intriguing thing, will or will not Patrick Mahomes play? What kind of impact is it going to have on the team? Well, I think that actually – you know, from a psychological advantage, it has it ha it has an impact. He's our guy. I mean, he's our undisputed, and and we don't know if we can win without him because we never really had to. And and I think uh, Andy Reid, by going for it on fourth down, I don't. I think he gave his whole entire team a shot in the arm to say, when we need a big play, I don't care what you say, it's hard to come in a game like that, like Chad Henney did, to complete a pass in such a pressure situation. It's not the pass. I mean, it's a relatively easy pass, you know, and, it, and they've done it before, and it's been very successful in the past. But it, this, is, this is a situation where it's the pressure of the moment. 
And that's it's and that's where can Chad Henney handle and to get in the game last week where he's in that pressure situation uh, probably is the very best thing that could have happened to the Chiefs. Not only in that game, but he uh, Chad Henney only also played in week 17. So he's been getting some game reps uh, without, you know, which are huge. It's a, it's a whole lot different deal when you get out in the game than when you're practicing or you get a couple of reps in practice massive difference and he'll be he, you're just not going to have to see that getting up to speed process that normally goes with a guy that hasn't played a lot he'll you know he may be able to play earlier and and the guy's got a lot of weapons around him you know a lot of weapons so it's not like uh you know he's a guy that they're gonna be like okay you gotta do it on your own you know you just you just have to manage the game and we can score enough uh to beat a buffalo team because i'm a little concerned with josh allen I'm just concerned that there's there's a part of his game that hasn't quite developed yet where he he does some crazy things and he tries to do too much and it and it's it's really a situation where it impacts the uh the team poorly like it's a it turns out to be an ugly nasty bad play and and sometimes he just doesn't he just doesn't understand live to play another down and he just says, no, I'm going to make this down work. I don't care what happens. And that's a great attitude, just play to win mindset. I mean, it's really helped him. But there's a balance in that and just and just understanding certain situations and when when to just wave the white flag on this play and, and go on to the next play. And and that's something he's still learning. But when he when he's when he's learning it, it becomes costly. And in these situations, in these championship games, it becomes really costly. But I'm telling you, Josh Allen has played as, you know, as good. And what he's what he's really done well is he's figured out how to help his team win football games late in games. And that's huge. When you have a quarterback that can do that, has that confidence in that, and has developed that skill, that is something that can take you a long way, which it has, on top of this being a pretty good football team. And and a and a well def, um, a, you know well designed good really good defense so this is going to be a battle and uh, and and I really I know I said Kansas City but I I don't know I just I would not be surprised if or if not Patrick Mahomes plays that the Buffalo Bills actually go to the Super Bowl all right take another break Urban Meyer is back in coaching after a short absence and of course. Urban always gets burned out, but he finds a way to come back. And this is a this is a new one because it's in the NFL. We're gonna talk about is Urban Meyer gonna make it in the NFL or not? All right, welcome back to Helmets Off. I am I am your host, Scott Mitchell, and of course Urban Meyer just recently was hired as the new head football coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Urban Meyer has been impressive everywhere he's gone, everywhere. Every new program he went to, he turned into a winner. And I saw it at my alma mater at the University of Utah. He was 22 and two, had two losses two years at the University of Utah and of course went undefeated uh, and won the Fiesta Bowl in uh, 2003, and was uh, just just remarkable. And then, of course, he went to Florida and won national championships at Florida, and he and then he went to Ohio State and did the same there. And so, uh, and of course, before that, he was at Ball State, and then he'd been an assistant in other places. But 
everywhere Urban Meyer has been, he's been phenomenal, been amazing. Now, uh, it's all been in college. And so here's Urban Meyer. And of course, um, there are, have been rumors about Urban in quite a few places. USC is one. He does the Fox college, you know, game day thing uh, with Matt Weiner and Reggie Bush. And they were putting the full court on him to go to USC. And I'm telling you, Urban Meyer at USC would be phenomenal. But he didn't do it. And then, of course, there's rumors about Texas. And, oh, my goodness, would Urban Meyer be amazing at Texas or what? Absolutely. He'd be amazing at Texas. I mean, here's two programs, USC and Texas, who have definitely underperformed in, in the last, you know, few years, 10 years or, or, or so. And, and they're not programs that like to not perform. So having Urban Meyer uh, come in and, and uh, those programs, I think it's a no-brainer he'd be successful. And for some reason, not interested. Then the Dallas Cowboys situation comes up, and all of a sudden, Urban Meyer's ears perk up, and he goes, well, you know, I'd have to listen to that. It is the Dallas Cowboys. I guarantee you he had discussions. I guarantee you he looked under the engine hood to see what the engine looked like and, and what parts were there, because that's what he does. He's very smart about this. His goal always was to go to Ohio State. Urban Meyer, that's where he, that's where he wanted to go. That was his dream job. And, and, and the timing when he was an available coach just wasn't right. Program was in the wrong position. The types of players they had in the program were not right. And he's like, because he wants to come into a program and he wants to have instant success. Well, why didn't he go to USC? They got really good players at USC. And so does Texas. Uh, I watched the, the Texas-Utah Alamo Bowl a year ago, not this year, but a year ago. And I'm, and I'm like, Texas is just loaded with talent. So why does he not take these teams? Well, you know why? He's already been to that mountain. He's climbed that mountain. He doesn't want that mountain. He does not want college football anymore. Urban Meyer wants to know if he's good enough, if he's got the right um, moxie to succeed in the NFL. That's the challenge to Urban Meyer. And so Urban Meyer looks at all these potential jobs that are opening in the NFL, and he goes, seriously, not not the not the uh, the sexy pick, right? I mean, the sexy pick might be the it might be the Detroit Lions, it might be the New York Jets because of the media market, it might be uh, Los Angeles and the Chargers for the same media market situation. But it, it's not the team that maybe is best equipped to win right now. You go, wait a minute, you got Justin Herbert, but but you you know the Chargers organization, and you're like, well, the Jaguars organization maybe is not so so hot. But the Jaguars have won in the past. They have had some success. And what they have, number one, is they have the first pick in the draft. And Urban Meyer's been watching college football. So he's been studying very closely Trevor Lawrence or whomever else. And, of course, he knows Justin Fields from Ohio State. And he knows anyone else that might be available or a first pick in the draft. 
he knows who that guy is already. Probably knew it before he ever even took the job with the Jaguars. And he knows, and, and I, I just have a sneaky suspicion that it's Trevor Lawrence, and he feels like this guy's a generational quarterback, and he's feel, he feels like this is a guy who can withstand the team not being really that great in the beginning as they build this team. They got $76 million of cap space. So they can go out, and I don't know if you remember a few years ago when actually the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Carolina Panthers were admitted into the NFL as the new franchises. And each organization took completely different paths to building their team. The Jaguars actually built through the draft. And they, they, got, they got demolished. I mean, they were just humiliated for, you know, the first three or four years, maybe five years. And then all these draft choices that they kept developing and bringing in actually started to play quite well. And they became a really good football team for a pretty significant amount of time. Look, Mark Brunell was a great quarterback. Tony Baselli, uh, you had Keenan McCardell and, and, uh, and uh, oh gosh, this Smith, uh, jo- Joey, John Smith. Jo- I can't remember his name now. That's how good he was. Anyways, they, and they had some great defensive players. Then you had the Carolina Panthers who built through free agency and they won immediately. Well, Urban Meyer is a guy that wants to win immediately. So he looks at this core team. He goes, you know what? I got a core team here. I'm going to get a young quarterback and I can go out and I can get enough players to be competitive and to win now. And what else he has is a young team. And he's got a team that he probably knows a lot of the players who are on his team right now. But what's what's so significant about a young team is these guys haven't developed habits or they haven't got into, uh, you know, where they're jaded. They're young, they're pliable, they're, they're moldable. I think one of the biggest keys that Bill Belichick had when he became successful as a coach with the New England Patriots is he had a young Tom Brady who didn't know anything. And so he could mold him into the, the person who set the tone in New England for the next 20 years. And I think Tom Brady understanding the Belichick way and, and being that, you know, he's not a descending voice. He's a voice of, hey, fellas, this is the way we do it here. And he's kind of the enforcer in a certain way, not like a big defensive guy or something like that, but as, as a respected guy. And the only way that could happen is if Tom Brady doesn't know any different, right? Because he comes into a situation, it's all he knows. So Urban Meyer has that with a young team that he can mold this team and make it his own and make his own footprint on it. Um, I think this, the, the, the stars and everything are aligned where Urban Meyer can really come out and have some success. And, and cause he's a great coach. I mean, there, there's no escaping that he's a great coach and, and guys from college can, they can make that transition to the NFL. That's a bunch of garbage. It's it's, there are certain people that are coaches and, and there are certain people that are, are coordinators. And, and Urban Meyer is definitely a coach. Now, can he translate to the pros? Because he's a pretty, um, he even says kind of a nutty guy in practice. Like he's, he's after, and I don't think that's all bad. I mean, Don Shula, man, he got on you all the time in practice. And there've been some hard-nosed guys. Parcells was a hard-nosed, Vilicek was a hard-nosed guy. A, a lot of these guys that are these hard-nosed guys have had a lot of success in the NFL. Players want to be coached. They want to be held accountable. And Urban Meyer is a master at doing that. I'm, I have no surprise, no question whatsoever 
Urban Meyer will be a great coach in the NFL, and it will happen quickly. All right, Helmets Off is now off. You can uh, uh, subscribe to, you know, like us, uh, Facebook at the Helmets Off Podcast, Twitter at the Helmets Off Show. Of course, we are powered by kslsports.com. And until then, we will see you then. Thank you.